Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Dead Dead Comedy Pod. I Yay. am one of your hosts, Winston Hodges, and with me is... Uh, Amber Hendricks. Yes, the other host. <laughs> Good job. And, Yay! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Today our guest um, is a is a good friend of mine, uh, a, a comic from Virginia Beach, funny guy, a dude that uh, I've you know I, I've gotten to know Addison pretty well over the past year during the pandemic, uh, communicating and stuff. We I think we become better friends and stuff, so it's awesome to have mm-hmm. him on and first time meeting Amber. But we have Addison Hall. Yeah. Hey everybody! Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, yeah. thanks for coming on, man. We yeah. Appreciate yeah. It. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm going to ask you what I like to ask at the start, which is how you got into comedy. And you um, can go like go as far back as you want. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I've told it a few times. Are you a uh, funny kid? I was, but I was a quiet kid. I was never, um, yeah, I was very, uh, so I was homeschooled. So I had like uh, a lot of social anxiety and stuff. But when I was comfortable oh. around people, I was always really funny. Um, but I, I mostly got into uh, comedy because like uh, some stuff I can't go in, I won't go into, but like I saw some violence when I was like in my late teens yeah. and some heavy stuff like that. And it made me very anxious in crowds. And it's kind of thing where like, I still get like, if it's a big enough crowd, I get still get very anxious. But uh, so that anxiety was like really affecting my life and I want to get over it. So I read a thing about exposure therapy and it was mm. basically like, you know, the idea of if you're scared of trains, you just go to a train station and the second time you go and you buy the ticket and then you leave third time you go to the platform then you leave and basically like slowly moving yourself i've always thought exposure therapy is really funny because it does work Mm. i've heard it working for people but if you just Mm -hmm. hear exposure therapy it sounds like the laziest therapist of all time yeah (laughs) you you don't yeah just face your fear you don't like planes have you tried getting on a plane it's like what are you talking talking about (laughs) it's it's literally like drunk dad like drunk dad like hey stop being a bitch like it's yeah. like all right <laughs> yeah definitely um, drunk that i just think it's so fun because it is true it's just like all right take baby steps and eventually you're just gonna do the thing that you're terrified to do and you're like what yeah. the fuck what am i paying you for and they're like don't worry about it uh but you read uh, about this and uh yeah like, so, or something? yeah i did and then like um i end up i was like all right this, this is really affecting me it's getting real bad so i eventually just went to an open mic and the first time i sat through half the show had a beer left second time i watched the whole show I think I, it's actually funny. I swear I admit Nick, weirdly enough. Oh, weird. Um, yeah, I actually told him. I remember I walked up to him. I was like, man, I like you, that joke you made about killing yourself. <laughs> and we've been friends ever since. Uh, Aww. And, um, <laughs> the, the third time I, I went up, and I just remember being terrified the whole time. And uh, when Sid called my name, Sid Bridge, uh, local guy, guy runs the Kazi's open mic, um, I went up there and I was terrified. And I did a joke about being homeschooled, and I got a laugh. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. And then uh, yeah. I've been doing comedy ever since. I really fell in love with it. So that's so cool. So because Kazi's yeah. the first place. Was that where you were watching the mics too? When mm-hmm. you go? Yeah. Okay. That's a that's an interesting mic to go watch and then yeah. decide you want to do stand up. Because Amber, they'll yes. have like forty five fucking comics on that show. Whoa, that's a <laughs> lot. And, and you'll you'll have the spectrum of dudes who will just read straight from the paper and not make eye contact. I one time saw a guy shave just his eyebrows and then go off stage. Like that was that's what he did. That's like so. performance art. Yeah, you'll see insane oh, yeah. shit. Very artsy. <laughs> Very artsy. That's, yeah. that's a good way to put it. Yeah, you see the crazy people down there. Like it's a good. It runs the gamut from like people that have been doing stand up a while, um, new comics, uh, comics that are pretty good, literal insane people, like just yes. people that are like mentally ill and like mm-hmm. it's a true open mic. And everybody yeah. got, I got like, th- three minutes or whatever because it's such a long show. 
Like, um, I, I met a guy who, like, within the first five minutes of meeting me, he just started talking about how he was robbing these people over in Nor- Norfolk. <laughs> he was like, yeah, dude, I carry a DC. He's like, I carry a DC uh, ID in case I get picked up. And I was like, dude, I barely know you. Why are you telling me this? Yeah, why are you sharing this you just information? You look approachable. <laughs> yeah, did you, did you uh, had you, like, wrote out jokes for that first open mic? Or were you, like, I, I'm going to talk? Okay. No, I, I, I had a set. So my set was about being homeschooled and basically like the joke I want to make was kind of hacky now, like having seen other kids who were homeschooled do it. Just, like, <laughs> the homeschool oh, was home- crap. <laughs> oh was, uh, yeah. Well, as you'd be, I ran to like four or five, funnily enough. Like it's, it's a lot. I guess. Yeah. They're the out there. Weirdos that Watch just out. out. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 we're everywhere, dude. We're like, we creep up on you. Don't even know we're there. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause it's like, you it, look it, like kids who went to school. Yeah. It's hard to, to tell. <laughs> that's the weird thing of like that's actually the best compliment i've ever been given of like my i have these buddies up in jersey who i've known since i was like 12 years old yeah and i was hanging out with him i went to go up to see him and we're hanging out at a bar and he's like yeah i remember in high school and just like dude i was home you know this and he's like i forget that sometimes man legitly and you're like and thank you yeah, well yeah exactly but i think why i'm like that is i grew up on like job sites and stuff so like i i had that whole like weird conservative christian home life and then i would go on a job site with my dad and there'd be dudes who would use like cunt hair as a unit of measurement so it was like you know what i mean it's this huge <laughs> jump of like we don't want you guys to watch south park because they make fun of jesus but then you have like a guy who's like we have to pick up from a hardy's because he has like three duis and deweys <laughs> is they call them on you know job yeah, sites dude, he's so. got a couple deweys man he's got a couple deweys <laughs> yeah i so. think when i when i think of homeschool i definitely think of like um the people I knew who did it were like pretty fundamentalist, like Christian. Or and well, or Jehovah's they so it's wanted, funny. They wanted it's their funny. kids like not in the school system. So it's funny because there's like two camps. There's these super religious homeschooled kids. And then there was the super smart homeschooled kids. And I love my mom, but my mom is uh, not the smartest lady in the world. <laughs> um, uh, and so me and my brother always joke that we were in this weird middle ground. Like we were the like, like, uh, so my dad, my so my dad's also a martial artist. Like he's been doing that since he was seventeen, yeah. and he taught us when we were growing up. Like I watched my brother tell a kid he was homeschooled, and the guy tried to bully him, and then my brother beat up him, and then two of his friends. <laughs> so, and that kid was sixteen, and my brother was like thirteen at the time. So like it was awesome. Yeah, I don't know if you ever seen like a sixteen-year-old get beat up by a thirteen-year-old, but that that no. guy was the same. That guy, like that guy, was never the same. But that guy definitely still thinks about that. So just yeah. in movies. Um, yeah. I knew uh, one of my friends was homeschooled and he had, he had a story about like, they put him in middle school. They put him in school when he got to like mm-hmm. sixth or seventh grade. And the kids were like, Oh, what kind of music are you into? And he was like, you know, the big ones like Brahms, Beethoven, Mozart. Yep. yep. <laughs> Crazy. And they were like, what? weird. I think the thing that you don't really realize until you talk to a bunch of people that were homeschooled is just how much of the things that you like purely you like because other people tell you you should like it. yeah that is 100 yeah, what happened that's, that's everything yes that's my whole childhood yes i see yeah. that like with my my nephew just turned 10 and it's like it's really interesting to see like how like what he's getting into and like what his mm. friends are into and yeah it's all like yeah. coming, it's like it's like who is this person you know yeah. Gr- growing yeah. up half the stuff I was into was because my friends were into it and the other half was because I would just listen to whatever my older brother told me to listen to 
Yeah, that, that's, so that was always the biggest disconnect. Like, music was the biggest disconnect for me because like we were only quote unquote allowed to listen to like Christian rock, but my dad always liked like the like 70s rock and shit like that. So I grew up like, like prog like, rock. Almond, well, I, I grew up with, like listening to Leonard Skinner and fucking Almond yeah. Brothers. And then like you hang out with 15 year olds, like listen, like 50 Cent. I was like, nah, dude, you gotta check this guy out. Man. I don't know if you've heard of him. <laughs> like it's like I don't know. Hmm. 50 Cent sounds pretty cool, but have you heard of Skillet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, you know what? They have they have some bangers. I'll argue. I knew, I knew it. I, was like, <laughs> I knew I, was, I could tell that you were a skillet guy. I could absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a weird way to grow up for sure. But it's kind of thing where like uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, in a lot of ways, I'm kind of grateful for it. Like I kind of like that I'm not a big like following the crowd guy. Like like uh, yeah, dude. Like you know me well enough, Winston. I'm pretty much yeah. pretty big on speaking my mind and being a crazy person in front of people. Yeah, you yeah, are very so. much a you. It's you definitely uh, blaze your own trail. Uh, oh yeah, there's mm-hmm. no no bending to the pressure of other people, which is pretty cool. No. to see. I do I do respect that quite quite a bit. Yeah. Just you, you well, he follows his moral compass to whatever ends that is. So yeah, like, and it's and it's there's yeah there's I'm working on it. I'm going to start yeah, therapy dude. here soon. So <laughs> and that's all that we can you know hope for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that too, and that. Um, coming from a place of being like really anxious, like socially anxious. That's, that's pretty cool too, that you're like, you're able to be like, so upfront and yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing of like, it's weird when I started comedy, I just decided I'm going to be super honest, uh, which I'm actually deciding I'm going to pull back on a little bit now, but like just <laughs> trial and error. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, like, so I lied about my depression for years. I lied about my anxiety for years. And yeah. then like, it, I just started doing comedy and I started being honest. And all of a sudden, boom, I had all these friends and oh, boom, all of a sudden I'm dating like this girl who's like hotter than all the other girls I've ever dated. So it's like, oh, this me being honest works. <laughs> and then it's like me being overly honest to people. Like like uh, Isaac, I, uh, Isaac who runs Bucket has uh, told a story that I don't remember because I was probably I was probably drunk when I did it. But like this one guy was like, I get the feeling you don't like me. And I looked the guy straight in the eye and went, I don't. <laughs> like in a crowd of fucking people. I was like, oh, no, I'll be honest with you. You asked me. Point blank. No, I don't really like you, dude. I think you're kind of an ass. Which, yeah. yeah. So. But well, yeah, so, ask you, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like that's that's something I'm still big on. Like I'm I'm big on being trying to be upfront with people, like especially with comedy yeah. stuff yeah. of like, oh, no, I think you're doing hacky bits or, or something like that. Like, oh, you, you got to stop. Like. Uh, a new guy started. He uh, he's since moved, but like he was kind of thing where he went up there and he was clearly doing comedy for pussy. He was like always the hero in his stories. Oh, like you, Lord. you need you need to be like you understand you can't always be the hero in your joke, right? Like that's not what comedy is. You know what I mean? We're not. Yeah. And like that's he didn't saviors. listen to me. Yeah. So. Oh, but. I thought you were. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I like that too because I think. I think it is really common. Like Winston and I have talked a lot about like depression and all of that. And like, oh, I lied yeah. about mine for years. I just said, no. yeah, I, I had so no clue many what people. it was, and it fucked me up, and just like just did fucked up shit, and like learning. Mm. Like, oh no, this is because I was depressed and extremely lonely, and continue yeah. to work on yourself. And it's like each day is a different, you know, battle. Yeah, it's like I, I wish, like I think I would have been way better off if I had grown up. Like the kids now, I think are really lucky in the fact that they are growing up where mental health is way more normalized. We still have a long way to yeah. go, but like, yeah. But being but being depressed is now like cool. Well, it's just that, like that, I, I think it's that, so that is. Are you going? Oh, go ahead. No, you can go. <laughs> you froze. Go ahead, go Addison. So you're, I think you're right. There, there is like a cool 
like era, like impression now, and it's just like it's not. Like it's really not. You're and like right. this kind of thing, where like one of the reasons I'm going to therapy is that my depression is like affected like romantic relationships. So this like, yeah. hey, are we okay? And it's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm just my depression is messing with me. Today. Like I'll just be off. And it's, and it's just and like whatever. Like it's kind of thing like when I'm, when I'm in those dark moments, like it shows. Like I've had dudes that like been I open like, man, you're if you all right? I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, dude, my you know, my depression is just fucking with me today. And it's just like, it's a it's a, not something to be cool about. It's not something yeah, like I agree. Cool. I don't think it's cool, but I do think we should be open and honest with it. But it's no, yeah, I, I think that is cool. Yeah, but I think the the normalization of like you know the kids that are on TikTok and stuff that are just like oh yeah feeling when you're depressed and want to end your and doing a joke out of it. It's like that can be helpful for the normalization of it. But I do think that like being depressed and not getting help is lame as shit. You should. <laughs> actively yeah, it's really bad help. it's super active bad yeah well I, I think it's that way for most things like anxiety or anything like i think that's not that is the nice thing and i agree with you that we're being more open about nowadays of like like oh like let's get over it it's like no there's something like the kids yeah. it's all right to be anxious like this yeah. we can work you through this because like i gr very much grew up in the cowboy up household yeah. of was like and this kind of thing where like i dealt with shit like i uh i was like 12 years old and i had a i had a crackhead try to rob me when I was working on a job site and I had to hit him with a framing line. I got to pulled up ladder. Also, you were working. Dad, they beat him uh, up. I worked a lot. I, 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 I spent most of my childhood working. Like that was not healthy either, but that's a whole other thing. Like my dad was just like, all right, yeah, what do you want to do? He's gone. It's like, no, but this thing happened. He's like, nah, yeah, you're fine. Go back it's scary. To you're a kid. <laughs> well, it's and that's the kind of thing where a uh, great example is like that normalized to me. So it wasn't until I started comedy and I was like, oh yeah, this happened to me. And my friend's like, you know, that's, that's, oh, my, that's, that's terrifying. Oh my God. Yeah, you like find I, out how much of the shit you grew up with isn't normal by doing stand up, like <laughs> like you because you'll say something out loud that you would never think to say, and you're like, oh, this will be funny because it's relatable, and you find out mm. it's funny because people are like, that's fucking crazy. Like yeah, that is yeah. <laughs> like like it's it's like I was surprised when it was like, oh yeah, no, I've seen my dad in a fist fight, and everyone's like, what? I was like, yeah, you have it. Come on, and it's like or like yeah. uh, like I've been held at gunpoint a couple times. Like it's it's. It was a weird way to grow up of like, because I never fit in with homeschooled kids. I never fit in with like the public school kids. It was always like this. And that's why I like comedy so much. I just immediately like, oh, like you're also oddballs and weirdos. Yeah. Cool. We're all just figuring it out, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say, uh, since Winston mentioned, it's not cool not to get help. It is really hard to get help. Yeah. Like yeah. financially, it's prohibited. You know, it's like, and then it's yeah, also like, it's a big chore to even find somebody who works you know like a therapist mm -hmm. or someone that you're comfortable with so it so that's is what I'm it working. is hard yeah yeah it is yeah. So that's what finding I'm, the right person is hard it is so that's what tough. i'm working on right now is just trying to find uh like it's like dating yeah it is like dating it's just like oh okay <laughs> i'm not into this i don't I, yeah. I think i'm it's just like the financial stuff and then finding someone i i and also it's the time like i i between family shit and like work and comedy like I have one day off a week pretty much where I'm not like social obligation, comedy thing, family yeah. thing. Yeah. So you've got to, when you do find somebody though, just think of it as it is like time for yourself that you have yeah. to work yeah. in because it's you, because you deserve that. Like free time. It doesn't feel like, cause, cause I remember when I would want to look at it, like at first before I wanted to do it, I was like, oh man, this is going to be a lot of my free time. I would rather, mm -hmm. it's like, do I really want to give up an hour a week where I only get like three hours to like play video games and hang out anyway? Like I kind of just want to play video games. And then I went to my first few sessions and I was like, yeah, I feel better than I do when I play video games. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> so that's, that's something I'm super worried about of like, I don't really have hobbies. I do two jobs. Uh, I work six to seven days a week uh, and I got family stuff where I'm just constantly running around. Like I was literally on a job site yesterday. My mom called me and then like, I had to go run out and do that. I had to leave, leave the job site where like I'm making money here. Then I have to leave yeah. to go help with a family thing. And it's kind of thing where like, like, I don't think I have a day off this week. Like, so yeah, like, that's rough. Yeah, tomorrow I'm working. Like tonight I worked. Um, I'm sorry, this morning I worked, and I got a thing later tonight, and then I'm working Friday, and then I got a thing Saturday, and then I got work Sunday. And so it's just like, and then I'm gonna go off work, and I'm gonna go over to Nick's house and fix something there. It's just, I'm, uh, yeah. Well, it's and it's, it's, I think it's it's actually stems from my childhood again, where like I came from the family of very much of. So my dad came from like really extreme abuse, like really bad. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's kind of thing where like my childhood was always working, which was like, which is a bad thing. And like, it's, I'm, I'm glad I, I see it because it's kind of thing where like, I try to be better about that. Of like, I talk to people when they talk to me about their problems. Like, that's actually, I wish that was my problem. I yeah. Was that this, but that's which, and then witnessing that as a kid of like, oh, I saw my uncles do this. I saw my, my dad do it of like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be the guy who cuts down someone because of their struggle. Like that's shitty. That's a shitty it thing to, shitty do. to do. Yeah. And due to my childhood, and due to my childhood, I, I, my family's always heaped things on my plate. And it was kind of angry. Like, I think my mm -hmm. other siblings were better about pushing back and carving out time for themselves where I just really just like, nope. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, buddy, Tim talked to me about it. You got to stop doing that. We just put everyone's. So like, uh, I'm not gonna go into it too much, but a friend of mine relapsed, uh, yeah. three mm -hmm. months back. And it's kind of thing where I took it really hard and it's kind of like, Oh, did I not do enough with your friend? Blah, blah, blah. And it, it became a huge blow up between me and him. And it really, 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 especially with my depression, it fucked with me hard. Yeah. And, and it's kind of thing with him. It's like, you know, you know, I get being there for the guy, but you know, he's a grown man. Yeah. He makes his own decisions. So I think, I think too, and like talking about normalizing, talking about mental health, like, you know, normalizing, like establishing boundaries and that yeah, being okay. Geez. I mean, that is something that like is a, is a really hard lesson too yeah. you know like that's kind of a daily thing and yeah. I don't have I, I'm sure I mean we're going to talk more about your situation but I think sometimes like I in my family it's me and my brother and my mom and like I think my mom just feels more comfortable like coming to me with stuff because mm -hmm. like yeah I'm a female and like you know it just she feels better about it and I'm like closer geographically and all of that and it's that can be really hard and I know like you know, starting to like push back a little on that, like not feeling shitty to be like, hey, I just can't yeah. do that right now. You know, like yeah, it's like cool. such a significant yeah, thing. It feels so weird because, you know, if you're somebody who's not used to to putting those boundaries in place, you feel guilty if you're not yep. like helping people. Um, yeah. So it's a big thing. And I mean, I guess this is a good segue to talk about, um, your mom and dealing with, mm -hmm. with, I guess, terminal illness. And mm. I don't know much about it. I think Winston probably knows more, but mm -hmm. um, we were really interested in talking to you. Cause I don't, I don't yeah. think we've had anybody on yet. Yeah. Who's I think like it's kind of like dealing with it. In like dealing way. with like long-term care. Yeah. 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 Um, so my mom is a, a diabetic. Um, she's lost her eyesight from it. She lost her teeth um, okay. and she has a bad heart. And it's kind of thing where uh, she's doing a lot better now, thankfully. Like, but like, uh, so her and my grandmother were super tight. And when my grandmother passed away, she just started 
indulging, which her habit was sugar. That was her comfort yeah. thing. And, and she always overdid it. She was always a heavy woman. Um, and it's kind of thing where as soon as her mom is gone, you know, it's a comfort thing. This makes me feel better. Yeah. And she overdid it so much. And I remember when she, I was actually thinking about it today, because I know we we're going to do the podcast of like, I remember the day it was cause, So my grandmother died just before my 12th birthday. And um, I remember a couple of weeks later, my mom was shivering constantly and we thought she was sick. And we're, I remember covering her in blankets and it was like 90 degrees outside. We're in this awful little house that has no essential air. So it's just hot as hell in the house. And she's sweating and shivering. And eventually, you know, my, my eventually we talked to my dad and take her to the hospital and comes back, oh, you just, your sugar's out of whack. You're a diabetic, which was new. And oh, uh, she's, okay. Yeah. So she was a, she's a very high, strong lady. You know, she doesn't uh, really listen to people, uh, which sucks when you're, <laughs> got an illness like that yeah my mom's so hard-headed she, as shit too so it's yeah it can be, it can be <laughs> difficult when it's yeah. like so it's just so funny because it's like when i was growing up like uh i remember my dad saying my mom was hard-headed and not understanding it and then now since my dad's <laughs> passed away and like i just try to talk to my mom about stuff and i'm just like i don't fucking know how dad put up with this shit. <laughs> you're killing me uh, oh. <laughs> and it's kind of thing where like due to my dad childhood trauma he's very bad with confronting things so I, he he was very aware of it and just kind of well i'm just i'm paying the bills just she's my wife yep she's gonna be okay she's a grown woman and it's kind of thing where she, she kept eating it got worse um and then she decided she was gonna pull back but she had candy stashes and um this kind of thing where like we push back against it but it's kind of thing where my mom has a temper and Basically, if you call her on the fact she has a candy stash or you got rid of her candy stash, you were in the shit house for like three days. Like it was kind of, it was, and it, 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 and it was, yeah, especially when you're, so I was working we're a kid. lot. Yeah, yeah, we're a kid and like we struggle financially a lot. So I was working a lot just to help my family out. And it's kind of thing where like, oh my God. It was not, after a while, it was not worth the fight. You know what I mean? Which yeah. I, you know, was, I have guilt over now, but like, well, also I was like, I was like fucking. Yeah. 13, 14, like, you know, 13 and 14, you don't have the mental bandwidth to deal with this. It's your mother. And mm -hmm. especially at 13 and 14, it's like we're hardwired and programmed to be like our parents know what's best. It's like I shouldn't. Yeah, fight especially my in my. Mom. And so in my household, it was very much yes, sir. No, ma'am. Like, you don't exactly. Yeah, you don't question it. And um, and it got real bad. It, it's just done. Uh, she started losing her eyesight and she wasn't telling anybody. Mm -hmm. She oh, also hates God. doctors, by the way. She was not telling anybody <laughs> and was still driving around. And it was kind of thing where she, she didn't tell my dad at all. Oh, man. And, like, it was kind of thing where we, the kids, started noticing because, you know, she'd blow past a stop sign. Or, like, yeah. uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a common joke in the family now, but she used to ask us what color the stoplight was. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can I run She'd be like, just making sure you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, what's... Yeah, so um, and it got worse and worse, and it got to the point where uh, so wow. one eye completely uh, detached from like the uh, the cord or whatever. I'm yeah. I'm really bad the, with the metal detector. a retina. Uh, so the retina, a retina so, de detachment maybe. Yeah, whatever it is. So like one is just gone. One is completely gone at that point, and the other oh, one okay. she kept having uh, cataracts and stuff, okay. and um, and then eventually uh, again her not taking care of her health she had a heart attack um and this is also about between all this she's losing teeth by the way because apparently i i forget why but like um the diabetes spit it up somehow i don't know i forget why 
But it's kind of like, I, I remember one time she literally bit into a hamburger and a tooth came out. And yeah. again, we're su- and again we're super poor, so we can't like afford to go to the dentist tender anywhere. Yeah. Of, yeah. Um, oh and it's and it's and it's hard to watch of like because like, little kid. My mom was like a mom was like five seven. She was like a strong like independent lady. Like it was really cool. Like that's like my whole side of my mom's family. All those women are like super strong, super independent, super successful, and it's just like 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 literally like uh my aunt Mary is like a olympic level gymnast coach like like, oh, like, wow. like uh um i forget the, the girl's name the, the short little black chick but like they taught her when she was a kid like that's okay. like that's my family and then i have the whole other side of my dad's family where like uncle's a drug dealer crap like that like it's a weird it's a weird bunch of white people yeah, um, come from yeah. yeah and um but yeah it's just it was weird watching her just slowly deteriorate and it's kind of thing where like my older sister uh just moved back and she basically went on a fucking war path. She was pissed, and that led to a lot of fighting. And my mom not listening to her because I have an older sister who's uh, she's 15 years older than my brother, who's two years older than me. So she's 17 years older than Jeez. I am. So she was yeah. So yeah, it's a lot. And uh, like I think the heart attack was a good wake up call for her. Um, and then uh, we luckily uh, so we found a dentist charity for the teeth. So we got all her bad teeth drilled awesome. out, and now she has dentures, which was awesome. And then, um, yeah, and, uh, qualify for a surgery to get the cataract so she can kind of see out of one eye now, which is pretty okay. cool. Yeah, she can see shapes. She knows my shape, and she knows my brother's nice. shape. But it's kind of thing where she's still very much blind. Like, I one time walked into the house with, like, a hat pointed up, like the brim was pointing up, and she started screaming. She didn't know who I was. <laughs> oh, and no. then I was like, and then, like, I was freaked out. So I was like, oh, God, what's yeah. going <laughs> What are you screaming about? <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it, it was a weird. Like I said, it, it was a lot, and it's kind of thing where I don't. When you're in it, you know, it's kind of like you're just going through it, and you don't really think about it, like, oh, this is a lot. And like, it's also like against so like the uncle who was on again, off again drug dealer was like his liver started to fail. He was a hardcore alcoholic. They gave him six months. He ended up living uh, another ten years. And like, I love the guy, but it would have been better if he just had the six months because he. Was constantly causing problems, crashing cars, yeah. shit like that. Like oh. he's the dude who I used to tell him. This, I used to tell the story on stage of like, so my grandma lived in this little double white trailer at the end of like a dirt path that's like half a mile long, and he got a brand new truck, which was a huge deal. Like like spray and liner is like ninety seven or something. I'm like five, and so Johnston County where they're at is like a dry county, so or was at the time. So he had to drive like forty minutes to the closest bar, got trashed. Essentially drove the forty minutes back. And then went to turn on the dirt road and rolled the truck. Oh no! <laughs> and then walked oh, the no. mile, half mile to the trailer and banged on the, the front door. Where me and my uh, brother were sleeping, and I remember open, my brother opening the door and my uncle just being covered, head to toe in blood, and stumbling ah. in. And I said, yeah. So it's like it's like that was like going on, and then like my grandmother smoked a lot, and she smoked way more once my uncle started getting sick. So she got COPD, which is like uh, oh, for the listeners yeah. who don't know, uh, it's like fluid in her lungs yeah okay so she was like basically you slowly drown in your own fluids um so she came to live with us and then like that came into a thing that was another person i was taking care of uh, helping with like in the, at this point it's like me my sister who was probably 17 18 when my grandmother moved in luckily my uncle jeff did at that point so we didn't have to worry about that and then we had a family friend move in because he had kidney problems and um and he, he passed away he actually passed away like i was like three months in the comedy um so you've basically yes. been like a caretaker for 
your entire time that you've been an adult and yes. sometimes when you were a, like a, you know, a teenager and adolescent yeah so it's like yeah that's such what like that's that's wild man to have your mom and your grandmother and then also stuff with your uncle and a family friend um how do you think that that has like affected you i guess in your De- develop development because i mean like up until recently i know you were still uh, living with your mom to take care of her and stuff like that yeah but mm-hmm. i know that you've got your own place now like what was that yeah. transition like to yeah, go from... super dark in here all of a sudden there we go <laughs> sorry what was That's that okay. trans- transition like from spending the last decade and a half taking care of people and then finally being in a place where you're only taking care of yourself uh so I may realize how much anxiety my family gives me. Yeah, jeez, I bet. Uh, like, uh, so, I can't so I'm imagine. Not, so I'm not like too far from now. Um, then, like, uh, Winston knows this. They're in the process of moving, which is not—it's not a great situation why they have to move, but they're moving. Um, but I really had—I had to go over there to help my dad out with something, and I was there for like 20 minutes, and like a bunch of family drama happening and this immediately these waves of anxiety hitting me of like oh there's gonna be another problem i have to fix like that's always yeah wow and it's the kind of thing where like uh once might have seen it um but like this kind of thing where like if my phone rings i'll answer it like all right is everything okay you good and i do that and i do that with my friends now too of like hey you good because like because you're used I, to every phone call being about something that's not yeah. good <laughs> and it's the kind of thing where like i still kind of attract friends like that like i i have a buddy who deals with really bad depression and that dude knows he can call me doesn't matter what time it is and yeah like our my buddy bobby knows that too like like my, my my buddy bobby witnessed a shooting and he called me at two in the morning and i answered on the second ring and he was i was like bobby you all right what's going on you good like, i just witnessed a shooting i didn't know who else to talk to <laughs> so Aww, I was like, all right. gosh dude yeah so it's, it's I, my legs are killing me. He so wants to practice. He's gonna, he's gonna do some bits. I was sitting down and my legs just were like starting to just ache, and I was like, I ha- I can't. I've been sitting down all day. I gotta like stand up. And sorry, I tried to do it non conspicuously and not be like, Hey, Edison, in the middle of this uh, yeah, harrowing tale of you taking care of people, I'm gonna just get up. Real what fast. a showboat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, no, when I. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it. Uh, no, I just think about you like being a kid and like not even having the outlet of like having school friends or like, yeah. did no. you have, did you have kid other kids you like, you got so any I, time to like be a kid with? So I, I had, uh, I had some friends in the neighborhood and then, um, uh, me, my relationship with my brother is better now, but we used to, he used to be, uh, used to be very, uh, not great it was not a good it was not a good adversarial that's a great word thank you yeah that's the word i was that's a good word for it <laughs> yeah that's a good um that's uh but um so he used to tell me stuff like oh you know you know they don't really like you like they only hang out with you like they have to and oh, like that no. and, just, and that's something i still deal with to this day Jesus. of like i'm very hesitant to text people like i almost i, wa- I wanted to text winston today like so is the podcast still on I was like i don't like i'm not gonna bother him i'm just gonna i'm, gonna, I'm at work he's probably doing something like you know what i mean like so that still affected me, but oh like, I, I, it's funny. I was lucky enough that I uh, met a couple of my, my Jersey buddies. I met them playing video games and they've known me since I was 12. They know That's about awesome. all my shit. Yeah. And they're really great friends. Like, uh, so last year I had a real, a uh, real medical scare with my mom. Her foot got infected. Uh, this is like at the height yeah. of all COVID stuff. So with all her health conditions, her being in the hospital, scary. Uh, I mean, she's, 
she's an older lady. She's 67. She'll be 68 this year. Um, so even like them, that's like a person that age going under in the surgeries is bad. Yeah, it's yeah. like scary. Yeah, it's not great. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I was not behaving then. I, I was drinking a bunch. Uh, yeah, and um, so like I was talking to my buddy Dave. And he's like, hey man, if something happens, you want me, you want us to come down? You want to come up? Like, like he was just like trying to say, oh, okay, nice. like, yeah, yeah, we're going to be there. So yeah, I was lucky to have those dudes. Those are good dudes. Shout out to Rob, Hernan, and Dave. Those are great dudes. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, it was kind of thing where like, it's also kind of thing where like into like recently I'm not I wasn't big on talking about it like I wasn't because it's kind of thing like oh I'm away from it like that was the thing like I talked to like the first time I went and saw them up in Jersey I was probably 21 something like that and you know I've known these guys for almost a decade at that point and it's kind of thing where like I remember sitting in a bar with them and just laughing and like I was, I remember saying man this is the first time I felt like I was my age like it's the first time I felt yeah like, wow like, you know what I mean like a kid of like I don't have any problems I'm not fucking worrying about shit because everything's so far away which like that like even saying that now makes me feel kind of like shit like it's not that my family's a burden it's just you know it's kind of shit where like no yeah like my home life is very different from when i'm socializing that's why like when i'm at mike's and shit i'm fucking goofing off and just trying to have fun and shit it's, just, yeah, it's a good escape man especially when yeah you it's great escape all this yeah. other stuff. <laughs> uh i was uh so this is this is a funny flash bad story I was drinking too much uh, <laughs> last, like 2019, and my mom fell. You know the story. You know the story, oh, Winston. Yeah. Uh, my mom fell and put her face through a wall. Oh, God. And so I wasn't drinking that month, and I uh, decided I was going to go drinking, and I showed up drunk to a mic. And everyone's like, you won't drinking. I was like, I'll, I'll talk about it later. And then I told the story about how uh, my buddy who's a Satanist got me drunk. It's his fault. It's the devil's fault, not mine. And, uh, and he's like, well, the reason I'm drinking is because my mom put her face to the wall and I'm hurting real bad. Basically is what I said on the mic. Yeah. And uh, this fucking dickhead who just started comedy. Oh, yeah, this is uh, this is astounding. This Amber, this yeah. story is like. <laughs> uh, Winston knows this story because a, a buddy of ours. Was at, so I, I ran a room at the time and uh, a buddy of ours came. A bunch of rich people did. And this dude went up there and did a joke about my grandmother putting her face to the wall. And then he acted it out. And I had a shout from the back of the room. It was my mom. And he kept going. And, what? Um, uh, Brutal. So uh, another thing Winston knows about me, I'm, I, uh, I'm a little fighty, uh, which I'm working <laughs> on. Another thing yeah, Addison yeah. doesn't play that shit. <laughs> uh, so Lily, our buddy Nick, was like in the back of the room being like, dude, this is your room. Your buddy's the bartender. You can't, like, I'm thinking like, I'm going to go up here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the mic stand to cave this guy's head in. Because like, I'm so, I'm very protective of like my people, like, my friends and shit especially my mom like my dying mom, mom. like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, and it's the kind of thing where uh i didn't do anything and i went up there and it's like what yeah get up for that guy my mom's dying you guys we're like it's a mic i'm running literally everyone there is my friend and also yeah. you didn't like, know that guy like it's not i it's, barely knew that guy it's not it's legitimately it's not like i got on stage and riffed a thing yeah and i was like hey addison i'm gonna riff a thing about your mom is that like you know what i mean yeah. like a dude that i know that's, really that's well. very different that's the thing yeah. of like like i have been on phone calls with nick and winston and they've gone hard in the paint against my mom and it's funny because i know those guys you know what i mean mm -hmm. like I, I both of them lost their dads where they understand the shit dealing with like losing a parent yeah. or yeah. fear of losing a parent so it's very different. This, instead of this fucking stranger who a got it wrong, yeah, and just <laughs> not my did grand. it for laughs, got it yeah. wrong, and just tried to be hurtful to a person he didn't know to get a lot. Um, so 
I have a so, feeling uh, no one no one laughed at him though. No, well, I mean they weren't laughing anyway. It wasn't funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but he was at Kazi's that the the following week, and he was. I made the mistake of telling another comic this because that guy walked in. I was like, "Oh, it's that guy." I was like, "No, I don't want to talk to the guy. I'm, I, if I talk to the guy, I'm, I'm gonna fucking hurt him." And I just basically walked away. And he was like, "Hey, man, are we cool?" You know, I thought we we're like, you know, I was like, "I was like, no, dude. Like, my mom is dying, man. Like, the only reason I'm not fucking you up right now is I want to work at this club. I think you're a piece of shit. Don't fucking talk to me." Like, yeah, like this kind of thing, like I just walked away. And it's kind of thing, like everyone's like, "Yeah, like uh." You are good at boundaries when i'm angry like you can do it so i'm working on it i'm working on it it's yeah i think the thing that's so fascinating is with your mom having and we haven't gotten a chance to really talk to you about this like your mom's had uh long-term illness for a while pretty for like yeah. at least half your life your mother has been sick but yeah, and for yeah. Half yeah. Half that's life, incredible yeah and for half the life you've been a primary caregiver for your mother and I'm interested in talking about the concept of live grieving like going through your life knowing that you don't know if the next day is going to be your mom's last like have you had any grief or like feelings of loss mm-hmm. even though your mom's still there can you like walk us through some of those feelings well it's it's it's, it's very weird because I had to deal with like uh so uh my buddy Mike was the family friend who came to live with us me and my dad found him dead um out on a job site and that was like a lot of like i was doing cpr and shit until the cops showed up and it was kind of thing where like again i had to be i gotta solve this problem because my dad was freaking out my dad's really bad with emotional stuff like that so i had to like talk to the cops talk to the fucking people i had to fucking you know make sure the family knew um and i never processed Mm -hmm. it like that's kind of i was thinking about that how old were you then uh, i was 26 or something man um and then, like, my grandmother passing passing away, that was better. That one, like, we knew it was coming. Like, I remember, like, my last moment with her was nice of, like, I was reading a book and holding her hand, and she passed away that night. And, like, that that sucked. But, like, the thing with my mom that hurts is, like, she's a great grandmother. She really is. And she's this mm-hmm. wonderful lady. She has a lot of shortcomings, but she is a, an amazing mom, a good grandmother. And it just sucks, like, she's not going to ever know my kids, you know? Yeah, There's dude. a chance you won't. Uh, yeah, dude, uh, no, I'm sorry. Dude, yeah, that's not fair. That's I not fair. absolutely. I felt like when my dad passed away, I felt like that was such a. I felt really selfish when I had that. That like that was one of my biggest complaints when my dad died. I was like, I was like, oh my god, my dad's not gonna know who my wife is, and yeah. my dad is not going to know my children, and he only got to know one of my brother's kids, and it's like that's a very real thing, but I process that when he passed away and like the pro and, and that's the thing that you're having to think about yeah for yeah. a long time you know what i mean like it's like your, your mom's still here and you still have to grapple yeah. with like a lot has to happen for her for that to work out but it's like your yeah mom is getting older and it's just a bullshit fucked up situation yeah and, and like I, there's, oh, go ahead no you go ahead yeah, there's, like, it's weird because, like, I go through bouts of, like, being, like, so torn up over it because it's just, like, I would I would love her to, like, you know, to know the woman I married, to know my fucking kids. And I, cause she's a great grandmother. And, like, I grew up without a grandfather on my dad's side because my, my dad's father was a piece of shit. You know, he was this dude who was an army ranger in Vietnam, did three tours, and came back, started bodybuilding and drinking and beating the fuck out of people. And it was, 
better us not being him not being in our life and then like so i know what it's like we're like when you're a kid like i never thought about the fact i never knew that grandfather he just didn't exist you know what i mean like he was like yeah. that was my normal but it's, and it's i know like you know logically my, my my kids will be fine like they'll have their pop pop and whatever you know the lady's parents are but like it's just i would like her to know you know what i mean like it's yeah. the kind of thing of like because you know how dope your mom is yeah, like, like my mom is. There's a reason she went blind. She's a great baker. She makes yeah. awesome cookies and cakes. Like that's. It's like yeah. Yeah. Gra grandma can't see you, but grandma's a great, great cook. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Have there's you... a reason. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was I was gonna make a joke. You can go ahead. <laughs> I feel like me and Winston are dominating this podcast so far. No, it's okay. Um. No, I. I mean, I wondered too. I think this is really hard. So I. I not suggesting you do it but like do you have you talked with her like have you both talked about like what like the inevitability of her passing away probably you know maybe so, soon so the thing with her is she's the type of person where she doesn't want to talk about that stuff and it's kind of thing yeah. where like we have we have certain things like laid out of like I love my dad. My dad doesn't, my dad's not, my dad doesn't function without that lady. He really doesn't. Like he, he talks about like, Oh yeah. You know, when she passes away, I'm just going to go off surfing and shit like that. But nah, dude, she's been taking care of you for 30 years. You can barely cook. You don't do your own fucking laundry. You're going to be you're, fucking lost. Without the list. And that's, fucked. and it's kind of thing where like literally my mom's had conversations with me and my brother and my older sister about it. my little sister, by the way, will not talk about it because and she's, she's a very sensitive woman, which is fine. So she's like, no, I, I, she'll start crying. Like, no, I can't talk about this. And she'll leave. Yeah. She'll talk to me and my brother about it. Like, hey, you guys know you got to have to take care of your dad. You're going to have to be there. You guys are going to have to get their funeral stuff together. But no, I, I, I haven't too much because it's kind of thing where she's she's big on like the positive yeah. thought thing. So she's like, no, I'll be I'll be here. It's like, well, no, well, what if you're not? Like, that was the thing of like, she um, she makes blankets, right? She makes blankets. And um, I uh, she asked me why I didn't have the blanket she made me out on display. So I have two blankets. Uh, I had the last blanket my grandmother made. She made it for me, and the uh, last and my mom's the, mom, the one my mom made. And I have them put away because I would like to give one to my kid. I think that'd be a nice. Hey, yeah, that's a good. That's a great gift. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's like, "Why don't you have the blanket out?" And I was like, "Well, I would like to one day give it to one of my kids." And she's like, "Well, I'll, you know, I'll just make them one." And it's like, "Oh, yeah." You know what I mean? That's like, it's that's not a conversation I want to have in that moment. But it's not mom, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Lily, this time last year, she was in the fucking hospital because she had an infection on her foot, which she ignored. She didn't want to be a burden or she didn't want to go to the doctor, whatever her reason was. And she's now down the nine toes. Like, it's like, yeah, this is, yeah. I know. I couldn't, um, my dad got like a six month diagnosis. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I have like a really bad No, no worries. Here. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, we had that time and like, you know, I think he was, he was somewhat healthy when he got diagnosed, but, you know, very quickly with like treatments and everything, he was pretty sick. And I like, I remember wanting to like talk to him about it, but I think neither of us really could because yeah. I think for him, it was really hard. You know, like he'd always been this kind of like classic father figure, like, like, protector you know and I think for him mm. it was really hard to like admit that 
he didn't have control over what was happening to his body. And then for me, I was like afraid to talk to him about it because I didn't want to upset him. You know, I was like, yeah, that's exactly it. It's just like, yeah. And so like, I I make a point of it now of like when she does something or says something again, because she's, they tend to put a lot of responsibility in my lap. Mm-hmm. Like even now, like I was literally on a show with Winston when Winston was doing 30 for 30 and I had to hang up and leave because my brother broke down and I had to go get him. Yeah. And it's kind of thing where she just called me like, Hey, and again, there's five other fucking people in my family that she could have called, but she knows like, Hey, I'll call Addison. You won't complain. Do do it. Back. I'll feel- yeah. yeah. And, um, so I, I go through these phases of like anger towards that anger towards the fact she kept eating sugar. Like that's yeah. like, that's the thing that sucks of like, I mean, she did it to herself. And it's kind of thing where, like, I understand it's an addiction. Like, that's something people don't realize. Like, sugar is an addiction. It's just yeah, as bad dude. as alcohol or cigarettes. And it's in everything. And it's easy to get. Like, you can just, yeah. it's out. It's, the, it's, out the- it's one of the easiest drugs to get, dude. And it's like, and yeah. I'm someone that I struggle with it. Like, it's just like, and everything's huge portions. And you go somewhere and you're like, I'll get this dessert. And I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll have one of these a day. And then you've eaten the entire fucking box in a day and a half. And it's so easy to go and re up and get another one. Cause it's cheap and readily available and terrible for you. And yeah. it like sneak, it sneaks up on you. It's not like a, like a, like a cigarette, you have a cigarette and it's like, you smell bad. You have that, the nicotine smell, you have nicotine <laughs> yeah. in your clothes. You meet like, ah, I, I, and you had that cough. It's like, ah, oh, yeah, no, I probably can do drinking. It's very easy. To, everyone knows someone who's died because of drinking Be it, They crash their car or whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's very clear, but sugar, it's like, no, nah, kind of like, it slowly gets there. It slowly yeah, gets there. One day you're just like, holy shit, I am overweight and feel like shit. And yeah. the doctor's like, there's something wrong with you. You need to stop eating the way that you're eating, which is an and, incredible and, and, part and the weird change. thing is half the time, it, like doctors only do that. It's just like, oh, we'll give you this. You'll be good. Like it's yeah. this. Here's a pill. Yeah. Which, yeah, which is like, that's a whole other fucking thing. But yeah, it's just like, I guess that's why I'm very cognizant about my anger issues, my depression, my own drinking. I'm like, no, I don't want to be that guy because i've seen it i've seen i saw my uncle throw himself with alcohol saw my mom do it with sugar saw my grandma do it with cigarettes yeah. i understand what it's like when you overindulge yeah um, I, I, f- I feel like like resentment that kind of thing that's like so i hope you know how how like how normal i think that it, you know yeah, like yeah, that is like yeah. so that is expected and that is okay that you feel that way like, and i and it's it's funny because I, I i do know that but it's kind of thing where i think where it's um I think being held to a higher standard, like I'm very hard on that. Of like, I'm I'm the kind of guy that like, oh yeah, everyone makes that mistake, but I make that mistake. Of like, fucking fucking idiot, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? I'm very yeah. much that guy. And I'm not like these people. You need to be kinder. To no, I, it's it's not even that. It's not that I'm like, like I'm not like these people. It's just like I ex- I guess I guess expect more from myself. It's kind of thing of like if someone's late, I'm like ah, no worries. But if I'm late, like, what are you doing? Like you knew you had to be here at this fucking time. And um, yeah. I'm very hard on I myself that, that, that way. Yeah, you need to be yeah. kinder to yourself. Yeah. Oh, I'm working you're, on it. You're <laughs> a human being. Yeah. You're a human being. So yeah. this basically, um, like, not impending past it, but, like, knowing pretty much that no moment is guaranteed with your mom. Um, like, when she inevitably does pass, and hopefully it's really far down the line, and I hope yeah. you get a ton of years, and I hope that you find somebody and your mom gets to meet your kids. But, like, if that doesn't happen because you've been processing this for years and years and years for you, like, how do you think you will take the situation when she does pass? It's like, are you prepared it's, for it? Um, 
I am and I'm not. Like, so when my grandma passed yeah. away, uh, like, it was kind of thing where I felt a tremendous amount of relief. And I felt a lot of guilt over that. Of like, oh, dude, that's oh. such a shit feeling. <laughs> yeah. It was, okay, you both know exactly what I'm talking about. Of like, like, you're no longer in pain. I no longer have to take care of this person. And um, which I'm getting better about it. I don't, which it's not a good thing, but it's just how my dad is. Of like, I remember talking to my dad about that. Of like, I feel really guilty that, you know, Nana's gone, but like, I don't, like, I'm happy about it. Like, there's almost like, oh, I, I'm going to have more time. Yeah. And it's kind of like, what are you talking about? Like, because that's another thing. Like, my, both my parents will like ignore the fact that like we've spent all this time, you know, working and helping pay bills and taking care of people. Cause it's yeah. like an, e- it's an ego thing with my dad. And it's kind of thing where like, I want a relationship with him. So I just have to let that go. That is what yeah. it is. Um, but like, I'm, so I'm probably going to feel that, but also like, I know there's going to be two weeks where I'm going to get very drunk and probably do something stupid. And that's why like, I'm probably just going to go to Jersey. Cause I know my, my buddies will probably stop me from doing something too stupid. And yeah. I'll, yeah, so like this kind of thing where like I uh, due to my anger, my tendency was to like drink way too much and then probably try to pick a fight with somebody, which is not yeah. a healthy thing to do. And like I'm working on it. That's why I, another thing yeah. I need to go to therapy for is my anger. But it's like that's what I'm worried about, and I'm very cognizant of it. That's one of the reasons like I'm I'm really big on pulling back on my drinking now. Of like I need to stop using this. as like I go, oh, I had a bad day. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a six pack get drunk in my apartment i have a punching dummy in my my second bedroom that i just beat the hell out of so yeah i just get drunk and beat up this dummy i think i i made a joke on it uh on stage but like uh my landlord was like hey when you have a you're you're allowed to have overnight guests but when you do you guys do have to keep it down and i was like oh she thinks i'm having weird sex in here i'm just I'm getting drunk and beat yeah. the fuck I'm out of a dummy beating up this dummy be like i guarantee i'm the only person in here i'm sorry uh, i apologize so, so yeah yeah, because that felt like when my grandfather passed away, and like honestly, with my grandmother now, who's in a nursing home, has dementia, she's had COVID, got through COVID, and just like ever like broken her hip. It's all these things, and it's like, so for me, her, and and it sounds like your mother's quality of life isn't at this point, but like with my grandma, the quality of life was so bad that it's like I know when she passes away, I'm gonna have that same feeling where I'm just gonna have to struggle with like I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be like, I am yeah. so thankful she's in a better place. She's where she's supposed to be. Like with my religious beliefs, it's like, oh, she went to be with my dad again and her husband and my grandpa. That'll be great. But just like I've already grieved for my grandmother. Like I've mm-hmm. already felt like the past seven or eight years I've been grieving every day because the person I grew up with is not this, the, the, the same person. So I totally understand, man. Like that's such yeah. a when you feel like, oh yeah, I'm so I'm glad she's in a better place. It's impossible when, especially you having been a caretaker, to not feel guilty about that. Like that's and a perfectly it, normal thing to feel, even if you shouldn't feel guilty. Like it's a perfectly normal thing. And it's weird because it's it's just like we had this fucking rubber band of like her health being really bad and then it being better and it being really bad. And you know, thankfully she's in a better place right now. Like uh, due to a cataract surgery, she can see yeah. well enough that she was able to pass. The driver's test so now she has a limited license where she's oh, still wow. to drive it's nice out yeah so that's like one of the reasons i was able to like move and have more free time of like huge. oh you don't need me as much yeah. yeah you don't need me as much but it's kind of like, yeah it's and it's gonna be a struggle like i'm sure what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna push it down and fucking it's gonna be me and my older sister doing the fucking funeral plans and shit like that and it's gonna be kind of thing where my dad's gonna be completely fucking useless and my brother has a fucking whole mess of kids that he has to deal with so it's like oh man so yeah, it's gonna fall yeah. on you guys. Yeah, for sure. So. But... I'm sorry. I wish, yeah. I'm like, I wish you could talk to your dad. And I don't know. No. 
It's so hard. Like, yeah. He's almost 60. He's not going to change. That's like, that's that's like something I've accepted. Okay. Yeah. Well, I won't call him then, but. Yeah, no, I don't think. (laughs) I mean, he's probably, he'll probably pick up, but he'll be like stone and be like, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> Who's um, a podcast? The podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. He won't even know what that is. He won't <laughs> what even are you know talking what about? The fuck what that no. is. No. He's, he's, he's a legitly like a it's so funny because he's like this Ronald Reagan Republican, but he is also like a hundred percent the Whoa. hippie surfer he was oh, in yeah. the early like the early eighties. Like he he's been smoking weed my whole life. Like he just so he's just gonna be that. He's literally like he has like a great like a Santa Claus beard and a ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy dude yeah it's a, it's a weird it's a weird bunch of white people i come from so yeah <laughs> well i will say this as and i'm uh i appreciate you being open and coming on today and like talking yeah, to yeah. us about this because this is a lot i mean you've had a lot that you've gone through yeah, and, like, there's gosh. so much more that we could have uh gotten into but like um i i want to ask you like the last question we always ask like how are you feeling today just about everything just your day-to-day how are you feeling uh i'm i'm good right now like it's nice having a place like that's the first like that's been cool because like that was the weird thing of like dating when like you're taking care of a blind lady of like so can we go back to your place like just, nah. no she's probably up watching blue bloods so no she's not, yeah she's <laughs> up listening to blue bloods right now. <laughs> <laughs> she can again she can see shapes the shape she, she knows- can see tom Selleck's shape yeah and um like no like I'm up and I'm down. Like I still really deal with my depression, um, which you know this tied into like a lot of shit I thought when I was a kid and like a lot of genetic stuff. But like that just runs in my dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm 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 in a fairly good place. Like I got a nice apartment and comedy's awesome. going well. I got a bunch of great friends. Uh, like that's something I'm super thankful about. Like comedy just increased the amount of people who give a uh, shit like really. Yeah. So like that was really like. Uh, I, uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a group chat with a bunch of comics and um, that dude waving a gun at me I just talked about and my buddy's like I'm gonna be 21 in on March 19th so stay alive until then Addison Heart, and I was like fucking some dude put a gun on me last night so I'll, I'll try <laughs> and like then like I had like three different phone calls I had to do I'm like oh yeah I probably should stop saying that it's like oh this is a joke it's like no but I mean it happened but it's yeah, a but joke <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I'm fine yeah. well that's so that's another thing I'm, I'm dealing with it like I've had multiple guns pulled on me. I've been held at gunpoint a couple of times. So it's like, I'm weirdly comfortable with it. Like I said, I really, I told you guys earlier, I don't know if we're starting the podcast before, but I really, the guy pointed the gun at me and went, fuck you to him. Like, like it was not. That's crazy. It's like, I'm, yeah. So again, I need, like I said, going to go to therapy. So. Yeah, therapy's going to be good for you, man. I oh like, yeah. I'm excited oh, that for or you. like that or the therapist. This is going to be, this is a lot. Like, yeah. So I think, but I think it's going to be good for you, man. I, I'm like real excited to, to catch yeah. up with you after, after you've been going, but yeah. yeah where can people find what you do man what What do you let's plug your stuff what do you got uh, on? so um i uh find me on instagram addison l hall uh i mostly just do stories i don't really post a lot of new posts but it's my stories are fun i don't know they're they are fun, fun they're weird. <laughs> um and i do a podcast with our buddy nick which we talked about earlier oh yeah about his, uh broken boys podcast check it out we joke about uh his dad being dead and me being molested or something we didn't get into on this podcast that also happened but mm, okay yeah yeah <laughs> so part two ah, it's fine <laughs> yeah part two yeah the mr bean chronicles so yeah, yeah, yeah it's dude, all right check out broken boys and add addison uh l hall and uh yeah thank you for yeah dude, thanks so much for well thank you guys this has been fun 
Yeah. Nice to meet you, Amber. Yeah. 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 It's great to meet you. Great first time conversation. That's the best part about this is when we meet new people, it's having the deepest conversations of all time before you like, (laughs) like I've met some of Amber's friends and I'm just like, fucking yeah i guess i know everything about you so now what's what type of food do you like oh yeah that's yeah. cool uh what's your favorite well, that's, show that's like well, a nice a nice thing about me i'm, I'm like i said i'm very open about all this yeah, stuff i knew you'd yeah, be so. great on this we know one. you like dr pepper yeah big doc, doc, dr big fan i'm a big fan I, I i know diet sodas are not much better but i like the flavor of them and i drink okay. them yeah yeah okay. so. you deserve yeah. something nice but <laughs> <laughs> that's the saddest thing you, go. you deserve, you nice deserve diet, diet soda <laughs> treat yourself uh, there you go but as always you can follow me at winston h comedy on everything winstonhodges.com amber uh instagram amberjack86 uh also we have at the dad comedy pod on instagram yeah so please check, check it out, it out. Uh, new episodes every Saturday at midnight. So we'll technically it's Friday at midnight. I don't ever know what to call that. It's that it's yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, Friday at midnight. <laughs> but Saturday is when you're gonna listen to it. But I just want to make sure that you know it's out there. Uh, but I've yeah. been Winston. She's been Amber. He's been Addison. And we'll just catch you all next time. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks, Addison.